Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. And you are, you're being welcomed in for the first time to the new, revamped uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Format! We're, we're going we're gonna to change format a little bit this week. We've had people recommend us doing it this way, and uh, we're going to do just an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode right now. Uh, and we're just going to talk about this most recent episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which was pretty amazing, but that means no no news talk up front. We're going to post a separate episode tomorrow with news, but let's talk Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 21, so full spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, check back with us tomorrow for the news, but until then, spoiler alert in 3, 2, 1. Ada's a real girl. Ada is a real girl. Uh, like, in, in so many different ways. A really real girl. Ada was super interesting this episode. She really was. Like I, She got emotions and then didn't understand how to control all of it and, and how to deal with it. She didn't have you know, 30 plus years of being alive to be like, you know what, heartbreak sucks. She was just like, ah! And that was like, probably one of the hardest things to deal with was to see that struggle... Mm-hmm. Just brought to light in her and know exactly how she feels and be like, you got to get over that. You got to get over that chick. This is why we start out as babies. Right? You we, don't just go full bore. We, we deal with disappointment and then an anger and frustration in ways that like we can't, you know, hurt others. But she's not only a full-size adult, she's like a full-size adult with lots of inhuman powers, I'm guessing? Lots of inhuman powers. We don't even know. We've only seen two. We've right? seen three. What was the she third? Recu- like, she, she healed, and then oh, she had the healing. Gordon teleportation, Who's the and healing? she had do Lincoln's we, powers. Do we know who's healing? Know. We don't know. Oh, we don't know. Okay. I wasn't sure if that healing was reminiscent of another character's healing. Uh, um, hmm. could be what VJ has, because VJ got shot in the... Um, Chestal region That's before true. going through another turn. Now he's still on the ocean floor, I guess. Yeah. Uh, poor VJ. Right? But he was also experimented on in the framework. But, I mean, she could have any number of powers. Like, the only one that she wouldn't have is um, vibration control, like Quake. Mm. Because they didn't experiment on her. Well, but they experimented on, like, everything else so that it could be said that they that she could have anything any well, powers this at all. whole experimentation in the framework thing is a little weird so i'm not loving the fact that they learned so much from the framework it's like yes you can learn stuff from people who have knowledge and you can but it's like how did ada map every person's dna and then like in the real world, you have to experiment to find out how things are going to react so that you can program software to react that way. You can't just, like, do experiments in software. Yeah, but not everybody has the dark hold on their side. That's true. That's fair. You write magic. All you have to do is say magic. Um, it's magic. So from now on, <laughs> if I have any other problems, just say dark hold magic, and that's that fixes it, I guess. Uh, it's still still a little bit still a little bit weird for me. Like it makes sense that they would have all the DNA of the different uh, in humans because both Shield and Hydra had been experimenting with them, and it's possible that uh, Ada had gained all that research somehow. Um, yeah. Even a bunch of Possible. a bunch of Inhumans we don't even know about because these gel cubes full of Inhumans that Hydra had a couple seasons ago, 
so it's possible she has tons of inhuman DNA that they like that was, infused that was in last her. season. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, but the the flavor of the framework is that they had to come to that organically through experimentation in the framework. They couldn't just like bring in data and be like, "Oh, look, I brought this from the other world." Ha! <laughs> yeah, but Ada like, built. It seems like they were just Ada built that entire world. So why wouldn't she just have that True. data if it's included in the world? Um, Did it seem to you like she was kind of lying a little bit, like telling little what, like dropping little white lies to try to make herself not seem like the bad guy? Like, oh, that was all Radcliffe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, well, and was it lies or is it what she believes? I think she I genuinely believes all the things she said. So I don't know if it's lies, but it's definitely uh, dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, just, this this episode was so full of just raw, dark and and human emotion. Yeah, I, all I, over the place. It's it's like it's like she's just been born. I mean, it's just the, the thing I said last uh, just a minute ago. But it's like she's been born all of a sudden, but has all these emotions she just doesn't know how to deal with. She's like a child, but with all this power, um, and it's. It's just so uh, so so interesting and and a really cool villain. I'm I'm digging her a lot. Yeah, she could. Oh, wait a minute. Is she the Beyonder? She better <laughs> not be the Beyonder. Everybody thinks everyone's the Beyonder this week. No, I think that everybody's the Beyonder this week. <laughs> it's just me. Nobody else has these theories. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Beyonder really. Uh, but I doubt she's the Beyonder. Uh, I don't know who she. Well, I don't know Beyonder who she is might where be. Where Molecule Man got his powers, and we were making the Molecule Man connection on, um, on Robbie Reyes's uncle earlier in the season. Oh yeah, that's right. He got his power from the same source that she got her power. It seems. Like all of her knowledge and everything from the Darkhold. Is the Darkhold in comics at all? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is all this is all tread territory. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about the comics versions of all this stuff. But so so I feel like this episode. I mean, definitely the main through line is what's going on with Fitz and Ada or Ophelia or whatever her name is. Oh, Ophelia. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. You sing, intoxicated. You sing if your heart desires it, my friend. Um, <laughs> if you yeah. feel like the Lumineers needs to happen, you just let it out. You didn't tell me we were having drunk cast tonight. I didn't. Uh, I didn't I'm partake. Sorry. Hey, you should. Hey, Matt, drink. Go drink. We'll I be am. Back. I've got a beer now. You, you told me. You told me now. Yeah. So, so as soon as you said <laughs> you were drunk casting, I was like, I'm joining. I'm joining in. Um, which I won't get to drunk cast, but I'll have. I'll have a drink or two. <laughs> I will make this take as long as we need to for you to drunk guess too. <laughs> um, so I I loved Ada. My favorite moment of this episode was when Ada saved Mac. Uh, really? Yeah, I loved it so much. That's kind of the moment where I was just like, "Oh shit, Gordon, what's up?" Yeah, because the bubble came up, and I was like, "That's Gordon's power." We just talked about that. Was, that was Gordon. Why? Oh yeah, she is definitely using Gordon's powers. Um, <clears throat> Gordon's powers, Lincoln's powers, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I loved, I loved, I loved, powers. I just loved her emotional reaction when she saved Mac. Uh, when she, yeah, she's like, "This is the greatest time of my life, best moment of my life." Her, yep. her Sorry. very short life. 
So right? that, that's that was the best the, moment of the past 10 minutes that yeah, I've ever had. I've been alive for 10 minutes, but that was definitely the best one. Um, yeah. So, but, but but there's a lot of other stuff going on in this episode. We we finally get May back, which is kind of crazy how long she's been gone. We get real May back. That's right. Um, my favorite moment, to be, to be honest, is when Fitz was sitting on the bench and just couldn't look at anybody. And then Gemma comes in and hugs him, and he still just can't look at her. But oh, yeah. they're both just crying. Oh, my God. He's completely oh, ashamed of, of what he did in there. Oh, and that God. He didn't have, you know, much... Uh, there's not much he can say because it was him. He made these choices, you know. And it's yeah. the same, uh, when he says that he's just like Ward, that was oh, that was pretty nuts. And he's 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 right. He's right. You know, given a different father and a different situation, he might have turned out like Ward or worse. I mean, Ward was just a foot soldier. Fitz was like leader of Hydra. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ward wanted to be ahead of Hydra in season two. Yeah, well, Ward was mostly just nuts, though. You know, like, he, he's, yeah. like, obsessed with Daisy and all this stuff. Uh, but Fitz was just, like, cold-calculating leader of Hydra that was just doing experiments on Inhumans. And uh, just that's that's a much darker character, even than Ward, probably. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Because yeah. Ward, Ward had this, like, weird bit of redeeming quality that he was, like, at least partly... Uh, inspired to do the things he was doing by love, uh, like yeah. misguided, like, gross. At love. least he's just crazy. Yeah, at least he's just crazy. That's that's fair, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But he, then Fitz is like, "You love the man that, or no, you love the son of my father." And it's oh my god, ooh, we saw how bad his dad was in the framework. So like, him saying that was just like, oh god, he yeah. knows exactly. Oh. Ooh. It's interesting. They've been alluding to what uh, what what his father is like all this time, uh, spending time talking about his father. But uh, it's interesting that we finally got a glimpse at his not just his father, but like what he would have been if, yeah, if he'd been not, with his father. not what his father did, but what his father could have done. Yeah, really, really cool. So I think oh. that's been that's been awesome. Just really cool. Uh, Character development for Fitz and and bringing him, I don't know, kind of full circle. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see what where where all that goes. Uh, I hope that him and Gemma can work it out. Yeah, me too. Like they they have been through so much garbage. They have been drugged through so much shit mm-hmm. in their time together. <clears throat> in our time with them. They've been drugged through so much crap. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh my god. They they need to have some time. And you know, the the fresh relationship I'm a little bit worried about too, because Mac stayed in the framework, and then Yo-Yo went in after him. Oh gosh, and she's and like strapped to a table now. She's strapped to a table and yelling, and, and there's this, all this rubble around her. Like, what happened there? Like, is she... She probably she probably teleported into her own dead body, just like Gemma did. If, yeah, if like, I had was to guess. she dead, strapped to a table? Why would they leave a dead person strapped to a table? Well, was it, the whole place looked torn down. Of being experimented on. Yeah, like, that's was what she it in the like process of being experimented on, and then like an attack happened. Like, is Trip leading an attack? 
Yeah, I don't know. Can she link up with Trip? Like, has she gone through Terra Genesis in the framework? Does she need to? Like, all of these questions need to be answered. I want to go back to the framework now. Why do they want me to go back to the framework? And <laughs> I, I want it. Why? Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird to. Uh, when we went into the framework, I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to spend our, our, our these precious episodes like w- wasting time in a video game." But they really yeah, made like, this is our last pod. Please don't make this all of it. Yeah, they, but they made it matter. They made it all matter, and it ma- they made it all good, and it all have character development beyond what what's happening in the framework, and have consequences. Absolutely. I mean, after Director Mace died, apparently the superior Modok. Apparently, no, <laughs> took yeah. a hammer to his to his bones, to his entire skeletal system. Yeah, that's gross. just to make it look like Quake did it. Like God. Mm. Yeah, we saw the hammer too at the beginning of the episode. We see the superior flipping the hammer over in his hands, um, <laughs> but not knowing what he did, apparently just did with it. Um, yeah, that was yeah. The, the superior was super interesting on this episode. Uh, we don't know how many bodies he has, and I guess the mind is somewhere, but even Ada doesn't know where. Um, how it, it's a little weird that they're allowing him to control so many bodies at once. You know, well, it seems like he can only talk through one at a time. Yeah, but even so, like he's got he's got multiple of him running around doing things, which it seems like the 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 one brain would have trouble. Uh, nah, man, that's just how superior he is. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that first fight sequence with the superior. By the way, uh, the that sh- amazing fight sequence. Yes, it was amazing. With the shield, but the shield fin- finisher was what. Uh, what got me, man? That was awesome. <laughs> Where his face slid off of his head, and we got to see the positronic, or not positronic, but dark hold brain, the, the dark hold style brain in there. Yeah, Ugh. that looked awesome. <laughs> they really have made those the, these androids super interesting, and I guess the superior now has the ability to just make more of himself. Uh, which, yeah, like, how do you ever did he finish do that him under off? Ada's supervision? Like, I, we did don't he know. Do that? With her being like, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. You can make a couple of you. Or was he just like, shit, the hell with this? I'm just going to go make more. Well, he definitely did some without her because uh, he sa- she says, you know, you have no idea where I am now. Like, you'd have no idea how to find yeah. me. Um, you can't stop me if you wanted to. Uh, which, so he, he's, he's which, grown beyond her. I wonder if she I has mean, a self-destruct backdoor, though. Like... Seems like she's smart enough to have planned for him uh, to, to be able to take him out if she needs to. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, he said that that body was designed only for killing. And that makes me think Modok. And Modok made a bunch of clones of himself in the comics. Yeah. Yep, yep. Isn't Modok the big head in the comics? Yeah, he's the the massive head with little bitty arms and legs. Yeah, which uh, makes a little sense in that this character is only a head now, which is still grossing yeah. me out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Modok is, as far as I know, is supposed to be like mechanized organism designed only for killing. Right. Or it might be mental organism. 
according to Comic Vine, but I think it's mechanized organism designed only for killing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, like the superior said specifically, this body is designed only for killing. And I was like, oh my god, it's Modok! Yeah, are you kidding me? That's cool. Uh, it, we we don't know we don't know that it is for sure, but that definitely seems like they're calling back, calling to Modok at least. Uh, an MCU version, which is a cool MCU version. I like him a lot. Um, so, okay, let's talk about some other characters. We, we got a really good uh, kind of good conversation or two between May and Coulson. Uh, she's, oh, yeah, she's that's a super awkward conversation. Yeah, she's mad at him for not recognizing that she was different. She, she, she wonders what, what that she did. To him, and he's like, "Yeah, you tried to kill me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> did I make a move on you? Uh, did I try to kill you? Yeah, kill me. Yeah, that kill one. me. That's, 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 the thing, that's the thing you that's did. That's the thing that you did. That's yep. what's making mm-hmm. me uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, that's wait. What happened to May Elmady? Did she? They, uh, they burned her. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So okay." So May's back. May's upset that Coulson didn't recognize that she was her. Not even to the point that they shared that bottle of Hague finally without her. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a... Torpedo. I like it. Really good. Um... I was very worried for for Mac as the as the as the room filled up with water. Um, oh yeah, that was that was that was distressing. Uh, well, how about the, the room filled up with water so quickly? It didn't feel like one of those like tension building times. It was just like straight up. He's gonna die. He's going to. It's not yeah, like just that's just what's you guys happen. gotta hurry. It's just like that's he's gonna that's he's dead. He's dead. Mac is dead, and then he wasn't. Yeah. How about? The amazing, uh, the amazing thought that Talbot is like six months behind on everything. <laughs> he's not really, but it, it just seems like that because he's like six or seven episodes behind on what he thinks is going on. <laughs> yep, and he's just like, "You robot son of a bitch!" I'm like, "What? No, we oh, was that. Oh, we're way past, we're way that, past that, sir." I, lo- I love that idea that, like, you know, the kind of regular military just can't keep up with what's going on in the shield side, and it's just a, it's a really funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> and Coulson's like, I can try to explain what happened. You're not going to believe me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think, uh, let's see, I think we have some feedback from Sh- for S.H.I.E.L.D. here. Uh, Do we? Yeah, yeah, From some from last week, some from this week, but all of it, probably stuff we can still chat about. So, if, uh, you want to read some of those? Uh, this looks like this one was about last week. Yeah, I uh, think so. Kayla Sieben. She said, Anyone else notice how Fitz didn't even mention Gemma when he came out? I killed so many people. I shot Agnes, but not, I just shot Gemma. And then the human Ada comes around the corner, and he's suddenly in a confused love spell. Do you think she missed permanently, or she messed permanently with his memory in order to take advantage of him? Also, Jeff, I got your waiting reference. I got you. <laughs> I love you, Kayla. <laughs> so obviously, uh, we we've seen an extra episode, so we're kind of cheating and answering all these questions. But uh, it it looks like Ada kind of messed with all of their memories permanently. <laughs> they all have yeah, two they, two lives in their brains. They have two lives that they remember, so they're having to dig through what's actually what and what what is the real world. Because, like, oh, God, when Gemma was trying to be like, so it was just like a video game. It was just like a dream, and you know that everything is different, right? And they're like, 
know. It feels like a different life that I was living that I have to figure out what the difference between them is. Yeah. It's like they went they went three levels deep in Inception <laughs> and then came back from that. Yeah. Oh, and I think uh the thing about him him not mentioning that he had not mentioning that he had just shot Gemma. I think that's just that the Gemma shooting wasn't a permanent thing. Like yeah, although he didn't kill her. Although although it, it surely was traumatizing to be sh- shot by your boyfriend uh in inside of a simulation. Uh as soon as she jumps out of that simulation, she's no longer shot in the leg, but the others the others that he killed are dead. Like they're permanent dead. <laughs> Um, and I think like, that's more. She comes out of it, and she's like, "That son of a bitch." <laughs> I think, and then like that's all of it. That's all there is to it. She's like, "Yeah, he shot me. Whatever." <laughs> yeah, I respond. Yeah, she responds. It's not a big deal. Uh, the, the, but I think even even the the permanent deaths that were made that, that he caused, I think those affected. He knows that those are going to affect him and Gemma's relationship even more than the gunshot to her leg. Like, I think oh, that God. He, 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 even in that moment, I think after late this episode, he, he talked to Ophelia Ada about it. Ophelia about it. Uh, and <laughs> Ophelia. <laughs> uh, sounds, sounds like affiliated too much. Um, well, you don't want to be with her. No, no. Uh, Fitz doesn't anyway. Ah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't mind. She's real pretty. Real pretty lady. Um, But no, I I think that, uh, you know, I think his mind is always on Gemma. I think even in that moment when he's freaking out, he's like, fuck, what did I do? I just, like, completely ruined my... My relationship's not just with Gemma, but with everyone. I'm, I, I'm not well, worth any of this. Well, he said that my relationship with her is dead. I killed that too. Yeah. Ah. Ugh. It's rough. Heartbreaking moments for that man. Rough, rough, rough. Why does? Why do the writers want to pick on Fitz? Always. They keep picking on Fitz. Always. <laughs> What's his next feedback? Ugh. Sorry, David Butler said I was digging the framework more than reality. Is that a bad thing? They did not just go and use the Bible against me. Mac, favorite quote, and I don't want to live in a world without hope. Played on my heartstrings. Mm. I'm pretty mad about Fitz in and out of the framework. All he had to do was move, so make and take the shot. Love the MCU and love the podcast. Can't wait for the weekend to see Guardians in 3D this time. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen it in 3D twice. I've yet to see it in IMAX, though. I went to see it again uh, yesterday. Oh, you got to go see it in IMAX. I know. I, 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 they, they keep making... The IMAX movie times have been real specific and never at a time that I can go. There's only one IMAX mm. theater in Birmingham, and I can't, can't make it. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to see it with my mom. Like, I'm taking my mom to see it for Dia de, Dia de los Mar- Madres. No, uh-huh. It's hard to say the words Mother's in Day. Spanish. Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm taking her to see it tomorrow. She's an MCU fan. She's yeah. not an MCU cast fan, which is weird, because <laughs> I know she loves to hear me talk. But I don't think she has time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. I um, mean, several people do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, 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 my family doesn't listen to this either. Uh, <laughs> they every once in a while listen to my music, and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> talking to David Butler's points here, uh, yeah, we we said kind of the same thing. We were we're kind of digging what was going on in the framework a lot too, and I <laughs> I hope that we will also be as excited now that we're outside of the framework. Uh, it kind of reminds me of back in the day. Uh, I was watching Buffy and Angel. 
the shows at the same time. And I would watch a disc of Buffy and then a disc of Angel and then a disc of Buffy and then a disc of Angel back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I finished one up, I didn't want to switch over to the other one. <laughs> it's like I'd do four <laughs> episodes of Buffy and I'd be like, oh, that's so good. But I knew I needed to watch them in at least some semblance of order. So I'd watch a disc of Angel. And by the end of it, I was like, I don't want to switch back. It's so good. <laughs> Um, and just get really invested. I feel like that's what's happened with the framework. I was I was feeling pretty invested with the framework, but um, I think now that we're outside the framework, we're going to get... Well, we're half outside the framework. We still have two main cast members inside the framework. Yeah, and then... Um, is Max still in the framework? the framework? What's up Mac with Max? Max is still in the framework. How? how? They, she moved his, his unit, his whole unit and everything. Oh, did she? I didn't see that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't that's see why, that. That's why she had to use the bubble... Okay. Okay. Well, I, I uh, we guess we still we'll... got Mac and Yo-Yo in the framework. We still got Trip and Ward, like Hero Ward yeah, in the framework. That I we really get them out. I want Hero Ward out. I want I, taking Hope out is kind of weird, but I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> um, oh, dude my my roommate brought this up. Um, Keith, you remember? He uh, he said. What if it's Hope that tells Mac to go back? Like, Mac brought up uh, the Wizard of Oz, and what if she says to him, you gotta go back. Every At the end of the movie, everybody goes back to Kansas. You have to go back to Kansas, too, Daddy. Mm. You know, you know. I was talking to uh, Yodahue on uh, Facebook last night about this, and I came up with a theory. We, we kind of spitballed together and came up with a theory, but I like this a lot. What if uh, they he decides to bring Hope out, <laughs> and in the process, like whatever that like builder that builds the bodies, also gives Hope all of Ada's powers? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I love the idea of like like a set eight year old girl like going up against Ada with all the powers. <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be kind of awesome. <laughs> what if oh, what if she turns into like Hope Summers? Uh, uh yeah instead maybe. of it i think like, that's that's mutant though right hope simmons hope summers yeah i mean technically she's a mutant yes but she's like the savior of all mutants or whatever right i just i just thought that was a lot of, a lot of fun a little fun of a fun idea either her or trip come out but like that that thing is set to build people as inhumans with all the extra inhuman powers <laughs> so it just like builds them with inhuman it's, powers too you think it's like a setting? Well, you know, <laughs> it's like all right, maybe any human that comes out has these characteristics. Like, yeah, like is, well, she didn't have those characteristics. I've got it set to this profile right now. You know, it kind of makes sense. Like she didn't have the she didn't have those things in the in the framework, <laughs> but then they sent her through that machine, and on the other side, it like built that into her DNA. So it kind of makes sense to me. It's like what what person template do you want to use right now? It's like, oh, let me use the uh, OP Inhumans template. Yeah, that one sounds fun. Yeah, dude. It is fun. <laughs> I want, I want, I want, I want little, I want little hope to go up against Ada in the final battle. <laughs> the season. You want it to be like a, like a third act of Guardians of the Galaxy style fight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be awesome. How about Guardians so, of the Galaxy? Do- so good. If you haven't seen it yet, guys, you're, if you're if you're not listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy cast because you're 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 not hadn't gotten to go see it yet, go see it. It's so freaking go, good. What are you doing here? Go see we it. We won't spoil we'll it still here. Be here. Yeah, we'll be here. 
Uh, I mean, it, it opened $145 million in the first weekend. It's already reached over 500. Go see it. Yeah. It was, it was so, so good. So, so good. All right. So, Richard Barrett said to us on Facebook Hey, guys, went back and forth on whether I should respond, but I feel I have to. Last week, one of the listeners wrote in how happy he was that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was being so contemporary, quote-unquote contemporary. Uh, Obviously, he was referring to labeling all conservatives as Nazis, and I have to say that this arc has been difficult to watch. I give all of Hollywood a pass when they take shots at conservatives, but this has been almost ridiculous. People like me, who are conservative and voted for Trump, are not Nazis and don't want to subjugate our will on anyone, yet week after week we're described as such. I can guarantee that if the person who wrote that met me in real life, he wouldn't know my political beliefs and we would hit it off. I don't know about you, but labeling half the population as part of a death cult is the opposite of tolerance. I feel so strongly about this, I am willing to call in and talk and defend my position as a conservative comic book fan whenever. You guys are the only MCU cast I listen to and continue, or I guess it's and I wish you continued success. I'm hoping, at least. Richard. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Richard. Thanks for writing in. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we, we try not to get our own political views out here, but uh, last week we did have someone say their political views, another listener, and so well, thank you for the response. I think that's very fair. Uh, I do think that, you know, like there's a lot of political divisiveness happening right now, and I think that on things like media on things like the things that we love these nerdy things i think there's a lot more diversity than people realize and i think that people on both sides love these things and uh yeah the show right now is being very uh agents of shield is being very uh anti-conservative in their um uh well anti the the current establishment i think it's mostly the establishment and not not like the average everyday voters. It's it's more of the people in power in every level right. of power. Yeah, that's who they're going against. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. Um, I think I think that I think that a lot of people don't make that distinction though, and I think that is an important distinction. And we're not going to get yeah. again. I'm not going to get into my political beliefs, uh, but uh, I think it is important distinction to make that the people aren't the. The people are not necessarily the people that are in power. <laughs> the people aren't the problem. It's the people in power. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> I honestly really just do not like politicians on either side at all. I'm real frustrated yeah. with all of them right now. Real pissed off. Um, <laughs> just That's why we I have run been, an escapism podcast. Yeah. That's why we're here to talk about Marvel. And it sometimes is going to cross over into that, that realm of politics. And I don't mind. Uh, let's. Well, I don't mind going there. Uh, as for now, I'm not really going to get too into my own stuff. But like, definitely if you guys have things to say as listeners, we're not going to censor you. So thanks, Richard, for writing that in, for being brave enough to write it in. Because it, it is true that right now uh, people hear a Trump voter and they're just like, well, screw you. Um, and that's and that's <laughs> How not can you support somebody like that. That's not he's the, gonna tear it up. He's starting World War Three, and you're gonna support him. Yeah, like, that's that's what we hear. Yeah, and and, and I mean, you know, <laughs> even your characterization, Jeff, of that person saying it that way may piss people off because you just sounded kind of. <laughs> 
<laughs> like another kind of country? I, well, like they're dumb for saying that. It's gonna get. Oh, um, I, I get you. My bad. Well, I'm uh, intoxicated, so you are intoxicated. But anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, the the. But anyway, we're not we're not taking a side on any of this stuff. But I, we appreciate all you guys for your thoughts on it. I hate um, politics, but thank you for liking it. Yeah, no, no. We need people. Honestly, <laughs> we need people to care. We need people Just to care. Don't let it be me. We need people to care on all sides. Like, I think the government works best when it finds a happy middle ground between the two parties. I really want us to go like to a like different system. The two party system is just nuts to me. Um, <laughs> like building weird conglomerations of policies that you have to support if you support a certain candidate, and it's like. Half those policies, oh, maybe know, I support, but half I don't. And it's like, it's weird, man. You know, that kind of thing was covered in, um, or it was talked about, at least addressed, in the show The Newsroom, mm-hmm. where Jeff Bridges' character was a Republican, but then they're like, how can you not support this Republican policy? And he's like, well, just because I'm a Republican doesn't mean I'm an idiot and want, like, all of the things that republicans say to, yeah. to happen like that show I think about things that show is an interesting case because uh the main character is a republican but the writers are all incredibly liberal so they wrote this sort of <laughs> i don't know they wrote this strange character that was like kind of allowed to say certain things because he was a republican and 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 and, and, and like i think they were trying to like bring back a certain type of Republican and show it and like, see, this is what Republicans should be like. And it was like, yeah, but you're not (laughs) on that side at all. Like you still want to defeat them. And it's just strange for you to write a show where you make your protagonist, the thing you kind of hate, but make him a version you can tolerate. Like that's weird. That's just like a weird, I don't know. Uh, that, that guy, Oh gosh, what's the, what's the director and writer's name? Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin, thank you. Sorkin's very... Sorkin's shows are very interesting. I love Sorkin. He, he writes great stuff, but... Oh, yeah. But, I absolutely but he is, love that show. He definitely has a slant to his stuff, I think. Um, yeah. He did that on, yeah. on West Wing, too. Like, they had this one token Republican character that, like, still, every time it came down to it, still chose the, the liberal side of things because she just saw the light, and it was like... They were just like manufacturing these like Damascus moments or whatever, like, uh, not to get biblical again. Um, like where, I where like, I don't know what you're talking sorry, about. Sorry. In, in the Bible, Damascus is the road to Damascus is where Saul, the murderer of Christians is hit by a light and turns into Paul, the, the Christian hero. And so like a road, ah. a road to Damascus moment is when someone is suddenly changes their mind and, and they had you a know, change of heart, change of heart. And so like Sorkin had this one token Republican character and he was always writing like super these, these moments for her to like realize her, all of her flaws. <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> it's just like real transparent what you're doing here. Um, anyway, Let's move on. Yeah. Next up, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, Ada teleport theory. Ada was researching in humans in the framework so she could copy their DNA to put into her body when she synthesized it. Nathaniel Muzzy was right. right. Ding, 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 ding. He wrote that on May 4th, way before the episode aired. He gets the no prize. Yep, he gets the no prize. Nathaniel Muzzy's gotten maybe more no prizes than anyone else. He's always coming in with. He's gotten more no prizes than we have. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure of that. 
Um, he's he's always coming in with the good theories and just throwing things at us we didn't know about. So nice job, Nathaniel. <laughs> I turned to him for all of my theories. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Omar Wally said to us on Facebook, I laughed so hard when I heard my post did make it to the cast. I did see the other episodes, and indeed no one died. Oh, yeah, this was Omer, Omer's... Omer's uh, uh, Omer. oh, yeah, if anybody else dies, we riot. If anybody else dies, we riot. If yeah. anybody else dies... <laughs> Uh, he said, as to Max's fate, if he'll be happy within the framework, I accept his fate, but if the plan is to take it down, then I am not okay. Now that I'm a dad... Seems like Mac wanting to hold hope and Frank Castle in the cemetery are really hard on me. And the actor who plays Mac gave an awesome, heartbreaking performance. I hope we can get a few resurrections like Ward and Trip and maybe even bring hope to life. Oh, and Mace! Don't know how to feel about Ada or Ophelia coming back to life, but her bamfing was cray, and I usually don't use that phrase. Lol, <laughs> smiley face. I'm so psyched for S.H.I.E.L.D. this season. Flash let me down hard, and Supergirl was pretty shallow and formulaic from the get-go. Right now, it's the only show I can't wait to come on, even above The Walking Dead. Peace and love, guys. And congrats on the new house and the new album and other life events. Hey, thanks, 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 Omer. Thank Uh, you. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah, lots of stuff there. Um, (laughs) This is why I'm not a dad, first of all. I just can't stand. Because uh, you can't handle heartbreak. Yeah, can't stand. I can't stand for my shows I can't to get stand more heartbreak. Emotional turmoil. <laughs> so, so I haven't, uh, you know, sired a progeny or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's the best term. That is the best term for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I we're totally we we've said it, but we're totally oh, with you, man. Omer. Uh, we want the resurrection of Ward and Trip, and uh, I want hope, but I feel like it's weird to bring hope into the world. Like bringing our characters back is one thing, but like saving Max's daughter is like a whole weird. It's just like weirdly morally. I just don't know. It's icky. It's kind of morally like, icky. Do you agree? Bringing bringing code that never existed into. A plane of existence is, you know, it. Uh, if anybody has watched um, Sword Art Online two, the the Mother's Rosario arc is exactly like this, and or no, the the arc. Yeah, you know. You, so if, if you've you seen it, you stop you speaking. Hold on, Jeff. You stop speaking English. What show? It's called Sword Art Online. Sword on Sword, Online. Sword Art Online. Okay. Um, effectively, everybody who's playing this game gets trapped in this game, and the creator is this crazy dude that basically wants to make everybody live in a video game world, but actually have stakes so that if they die in the video game world, they actually die. Oh, um, wow. And the main character finds a rogue bit of code that he takes on as his child, basically, and they end up saving that rogue bit of code and bringing it into other games and then uh, give it a way to view the outside world like let it uh, like he wears a camera on his shoulder for it to look around and like put a speaker in it so that she can talk to everybody a microphone so they can talk to her oh, and it's wow. just really really weird that is weird that's weird i like it <laughs> um yeah, by the way <laughs> it's I, I, a, such we, a great we, show did we talk about ready player one a couple weeks ago uh, you mentioned it. I think I think I think I did. It's cool. People should read it. It's kind of just kind of fun from a nerdy perspective. It just has a lot of fun little 
little nods, and it kind of deals with a lot of the same stuff of like living an I- inside a game and outside the game, and what that yeah. what that all yeah. means. It's just kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so I I, I I still have not. Uh, I'm definitely more psyched to watch this show than The Walking Dead. Although I watch The Walking Dead every week. And I always want it to be great, and it really just very rarely is, and I just hate that. I really wish that show was better. I just want it to be better. Every 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 season, I'm like, this show should be great. Well, it was so good in, in season one and two. Mm-hmm. Like, two, it slowed down a little bit, and then three was a little bit, like, weird, and four got really good again, and just... Yeah, the, I think Walking it hasn't was so really been good hit since or miss two. after that. Since since they opened the barn in season two, like I haven't really thought the show oh, was amazing. God. That that was the last like truly amazing moment. Um, there's definitely been some good moments, but just nothing that was that heavy. Uh, and <laughs> I often want to start a Walking Dead podcast, but we do this podcast and we don't have time for any others. <laughs> um, <laughs> some weeks we don't have time for this one, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, and I want you know I keep talking about doing that solo podcast where it's not even really much to do. I just talk for five minutes, and I can't even find time for that. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough it, producing these things. Takes a lot of effort, and uh, I love doing it. I, I wish I really do wish. I, I like I listen to other Walking Dead podcasts, and every time I'm listening, I'm like. I want to I want to chime in like I just want to speak up like I'm I'm sitting there ta- listening and I'm just like I want to talk I want to say why they're wrong like cuz I feel like every show they're either way too critical or they're like not critical enough <laughs> I, and I know right. that's just like obviously that's just my taste is different than their taste but like I don't know I'm just always like wanting to chime in on those shows <laughs> right that's oh, you know, pretty much I why I started this, this podcast week. Uh, we, I lucked out this week when uh, when Travis Jones of the Blazing Defender Report was talking about Guardians of the Galaxy two with his friend. Um, they were doing meatheads on movies, is what they call it, because they're both you know bodybuilders or whatever, oh, or lifters, heavy lifters, and um, they're talking about Guardians and they're doing a Facebook Live video, and I was just like, turned it on, like boop, I want to listen to this, and then. As they're talking, I'm just, like, typing in things, just commenting, like, adding my little two cents here and there. Which is like, oh, yeah, but you missed that. Oh, and this. And then there's also that thing. <laughs> and then they were, like, completely off-topic onto, like, the Thor trailer. And I'm just like, yep, I have things to say about that, too. And there's this. And then this. <laughs> where, where, so they, so were they doing it live? I chime in. Doing a live yeah, cast? Yeah, it, it was live. Oh, that's fun. We, we really should do some live, maybe even video cast. Like, I'd really enjoy that. Um, I, and I've been setting up to do live streaming for my... Music and so it'd be kind of fun to do a live, uh, live cast about the cinematic universe. Uh, we'll we'll talk about. It. We, we've been talking about doing it. Maybe if we start a Patreon and um, <laughs> we, we 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 which we will probably do this week. Um, I've got it on my to do list, and once it's on my to do list, <laughs> once it's on my to do list, it's gonna happen this week every week. Oh, but now it's on my to do list, my friend. My to do list oh, okay. is powerful. Um, I gotcha. All right, what's up next? What's right. Jeffrey James got to say? Next up, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 20, semi-spoiler, where is Bobby? How can somebody not have regretted Bobby and Hunter having to leave S.H.I.E.L.D.? Please, only two shows left in this season, and maybe forever, although I hope to God not. Hashtag bring Bobby back. Yeah, I want Bobby and Hunter back. I, like, Jeffrey's all into Bobby. I, I actually think I want Hunter back. Maybe more. I really miss Hunter. He was fun. Yeah, but but Bobby is hot. That is true. 
And I mean, and Bobby's great too. She's a good character, but I well, she's you know, I, a big character in the Avengers. You know, she's Mockingbird. Yeah, you can't. Hunter just made me laugh but, so much, though. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, just made, I miss I miss Hunter, and I want uh, I want them I want them back, and I feel like the reason they left is dumb. It really was, and it, it was really, just well, trying to they, set up a new show, and the, the show didn't they go. They had such grand ideas for this other show that just never got anywhere. Yeah. And now they can't bring him back because you know they promised the Russian government. Yeah, but they're a secret agency. Like, it's not like they're out <laughs> they're out showing their butts to everybody. They're they're like they're always being secret. Like the Russian government shouldn't know who's in Shield anyway. <laughs> That's fair. So I agree. I, I think agree. it's dumb. Bring him back. So hashtag, hashtag bring, bring back Bobby. Bobby. Back. Bring Bobby back. Whatever. Yeah. What's Mark say? <laughs> Marco Margo said for. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 421. That's this one, The Return. It just dawned on me and confirmed during the conversation between the Superior and Ada, Ophelia, that the Superior is the MCU MODOK. The Superior even said it himself in the episode, My body. It was only designed only for killing. Yeah, that's fun. That is fun that they made that little like nod to him being MODOK. Uh, I liked it a lot. I liked it. Yeah, a lot. I, I didn't catch it, but that's because I'm not. I'm not up on Modoc like you guys are. I really want him. Like, I want his head to be in a little chair, like a little hover chair, with like arms and legs hanging off of it. If he needs to run somewhere, it very well could be in a future <laughs> scene or whatever. And uh, yeah, since we're talking Shield, uh, we definitely we had some, we had a report that it's been renewed for season five, right? It has been renewed! Is that official Season news? Five. Yes, oh. that was confirmed by ABC. Nice. All right. Well, we're co- we'll, we'll talk about that more in the uh, in the um, the news episode, the news episode this we're about to do. But we we're, 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 uh, just wanted to mention that since we're doing the S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, that no, no need to worry, Jeffrey James. We're getting a Season 5, and that's amazing. Yeah! All right, guys. I'm really excited because this pod format has been amazing this season. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agreed. I think it became one of the best, one of the strongest network television comic book shows. That sounded like a lot of caveats, but there's so many <laughs> that that's really not. Um, like, it was the strongest show in its genre that only included it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's beating all of the DC shows. Uh, it is, it is beating, uh, it's beating Gotham, which I know is a DC show, but it's not a CW show. <laughs> Um, it's it's really it's really just doing a good job. Uh, I would the only comic book show that I'm I would say is probably better than Shield right now is Preacher. Preacher's been really really good this season. That first season of Preacher was just awesome. Hmm. Have you seen it yet? I've I've, I've not watched it yet. Oh, I've heard that Preacher man. is really really good though. Preacher's Preacher's like next level though. Like it's like prestige television good. It's really really okay. good. Um, I gotcha. Um, just great, uh, I, and it's it's really fun to watch too. Which is that's that's a hard thing, thing a hard uh, line to walk when a show is like prestige television, good, like the acting's great, the directing's great, the writing's great, and then it's still fun to watch. <laughs> like Breaking Bad <laughs> well, did that well. Um, some shows, um, some sh- a lot of shows are like great dramatic pieces, but they're just not fun to watch. The guys on uh, Meatheads on Movies were specifically saying something like similar to that about Logan, the movie Logan. Yeah. 
is that Logan is a phenomenal movie, but you just you have to be in the right mood to go and watch it because it is such a heavy film that it's not one of those you can just turn on and, and turn your mind off and be okay with it. Like this movie is too much for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's true. All right, guys. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Network. Team Up Network. I think I said Team Up. Team Up. Team Up. Check us out at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to help us out uh, or know more when the show's coming up, subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. Leave us all those things. You know, do the things that support. Uh, If you want a similar show about the DC Universe of properties, check out DC On Screen. There are buddies over there. Um, if you want to know more about what I do when I'm not casting, check out MatthewCarrollMusic.com. MatthewCarrollMusic.com. Uh, you can sign up and get some free music there. Uh, so th- do that, please. I'm really trying to get more people to sign up and check out these new tracks that I just dropped because I'm very excited about it. Um, and oh. if you want to learn more about what I do when I'm not casting, go to HomeDepot.com. Yeah. Jeff bought a, <laughs> Jeff bought a house. <laughs> Um. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So we'll be back with you tomorrow with our uh, with our news episode. So, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Talk to you soon. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.